Bernice, a young woman, a wife, and mother to two beautiful babies, a doula, and a Bible teacher who is rediscovering what it means to live a life with Christ. And this is my podcast. This podcast exists to celebrate the journey of discovery and learning and to share the stories of those who we can all be learning from. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Sean and Ashley Patrick. The Patricks are friends of our family who are living, working, and raising a family together. And Sean and Ashley both work out of their home for their small business, Kingdom Elements. I'm excited to share all about that with you guys. Listen to the end for some wisdom about how to fight well. We're specifically talking about fighting with your spouse, but I think setting terms of war can be helpful navigating conflict in any long-term relationship you might have in your life. So, without any further ado, let's lean in and hear from Sean and Ashley. So I'm here with Sean and Ashley. Um, you guys are friends of ours, but I'll let you guys just introduce, introduce yourselves. Okay. You want to go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Sean Patrick, um, husband and father. Um, I have three kids, uh, two girls and a boy, and I part-time work at a ministry called Off the Wall, and I also now own a business called Kingdom Elements that I work in, in my home with my wife where we make things for people. And um, as well, I'm a Bible nerd, mostly self-taught slash discipled by people in my community. Um, didn't and go to seminary college or anything, and it's just what I do. Bible project videos help. Yes, Bible project videos help a ton. But yeah, that's me. And I'm Ashley Patrick, and I feel like he should have just said we on almost all of that. And so it's true. <laughs> Because mine is basically the same. Um, Wait, your husband has the same amount of kids that you have? Well, you know. You know. Well, I mean, I personally claim maybe one more than... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am... You're not a husband? I'm not a husband. I am a wife and mom and of the same amount of kids. And <laughs> and same type of kids? Well. <laughs> the same kids. Um, <laughs> and I am kind of a stay-at-home mom, but I also work part-time. Um, Will you work kind of with Sean on the yes. Kingdom Elements work? Yes. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Like, what do you do for Kingdom Elements? Um, <laughs> a lot. Everything? I love that question. <laughs> Um, I do our books and a lot of our communication with people. Um, Sean and I kind of share that, mm -hmm. um, but I'm usually the one that writes emails and answers questions, even if it, um, even if I need Sean to tell me how much to like quote someone or something like that. Um, and then I also do a lot of our design work which is surprising because I have never considered myself creative until we had this business and I started using Illustrator and I realized, oh, I'm just really bad with my hands, but if I have a computer, I can create things. Do you think it's fun? Do you yeah. have fun doing that? Yeah, That's I really so cool. enjoy it. I um, multiple times have said to Sean when we finish a project, wow, this looks like a professional did it. <laughs> And I'm always like, that's what we are. We're the professionals now. He has to remind me that, that yeah, that that's what we are. And so that's always funny because I am, I surprise myself 
quite often with mm-hmm. um, with our designs on things. So that's awesome. Well, so how did you two meet? Because Sean, you're originally from Michigan. Ashley, yep. you're originally from like this area, Ohio. Mm-hmm. How did you guys meet? Um, we met through Off the Wall, which is mm-hmm. so Off the Wall. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a local discipleship ministry, so it's kind of like a residential program where young men and young women kind of come and they do some Bible classes, some personal development stuff. Mm-hmm. So you guys met through there. When was that? It was. Well, we first met, which I have almost no recollection of. Same. In two thousand eleven. Eleven. I think. At, in the winter of two thousand eleven. Yeah, at one of the Lincoln Lake. Uh, winter retreat. Okay, so Lincoln Lake is uh, a camp. camp in Michigan that you used to work at, Sean. Yep. And yep. Off the Wall goes up there at least a couple times a year to kind yeah, of help usually. out with stuff. Yep, yeah. they, they yeah. speak and um, help run the spiritual teaching during those times. And um, I was, at that time, me and a friend were running all the logistics of said event. So, like, working in the kitchen, cleaning all the um So you were working everything. at camp. Yeah. And, and you were in Off they the Wall? showed up ish i've (laughs) this is always a really hard question because i wasn't technically in off the wall um but when off the wall started their girl's house it was just uh jill and tina and then becky came but they still like the financial side of like renting a house oh so you were a roommate so i moved (laughs) in to to help pay rent yeah and then um just and then i just was allowed to come to whatever off the wall things that i wanted to be a part of um and so i which you took advantage of that yeah which yeah i did uh, quite a few there were only i mean i had a full-time job and so Mm -hmm. i didn't get to go to all the classes but um but i definitely went to quite a few of the classes and then sometimes would be able to go on a trip um if there was space awesome Yeah. yeah So you guys met at Lincoln Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it fireworks but, immediately? Absolutely <laughs> no. Not. I thought Sean, I thought Sean looked like a weirdo, and I completely like. I say at the time I was wearing like full on hood clothes, so like South Pole baggy pant jeans and massive sweatshirt, and I had a his shirt was like six inch mohawk, four sizes too big, um, I think. And yeah, I was just straight up white boy in the hood, and. So Ashley was not interested. Um, <laughs> me, I was in way over my head in work and also just enjoying working with one of my best, best friends. And so, like, the amount of people that you see come in and out of a camp, especially on a retreat weekend, you don't pay super, super amount of attention. Um, so we actually, like, really met when he came off the wall then in as that a student. fall. Oh, okay. That's I didn't we, realize like, that you were a student, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't think I knew that. Are you serious? I knew that you were a house leader. Oh, man. Yeah, I was a student, and then I was a house leader, and then I moved on. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Back I was then, in, were, they were called interns. Was though. I year two or three of Off the Wall, officially? And then uh, official title for different roles has I know, changed right? every single year. <laughs> every single year. Um, I think you were I think I was an intern when three. I started Off the Wall. Yeah, see, so yeah, I think I was technically year three. Yeah, something like that. Um, the third, I think you were the third full year. Yeah. Yeah. Because there like was that. a year before I, think, I moved in the house. I think the second technical year, if you count like the first year as like a prelude, like trial run. 
Because it wasn't, I don't think it was a full year. They didn't have a full structure. No, you were the third full year. Was I? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Of the program. Yeah. Okay. Josh Nims was my house leader. You were my husband's house leader. Yeah. You were Eli's house leader. It was great. First day with him was amazing. Yeah, that's what I've heard. (laughs) There was a huge, for those of you who don't know, there was a huge fight the first night with all my guys in the house. Um, which was like, great, I'm not made for this, is what I felt like. Um, but, yeah, we met in the program. I showed up, and then these girls came over that night to watch a Medea movie. And they were in their sweats, and they were knitting. And I was like, well, so not first... getting in a relationship here, because all these girls are weird. And boring. And boring. <laughs> Which is funny because that's the day I taught Jill to knit, and it is, I think, the only day that Jill has ever knit. Yeah, it was pretty much the first and only time I saw them all knitting, and, I was, and that was just my first impression. I was like, oh, this is what they do here. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's fantastic. So once again, no sparks <laughs> at the beginning. So how did you guys get to be married? <laughs> it was an arrangement. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it just, we developed as friends, um, pretty quickly, I think. Like, it was just, we, back then the program was a lot, lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You spent so much more time together. Um, the schedule was not conducive to having a job. And so, um, I put in applications everywhere and got zero calls, not even inquiries. And even if me calling back, they wouldn't even pick up or they just straight up told me, yeah, no, we're not hiring you. Um, and so I couldn't even get a job. And so that's even more time that I had for everyone else. And, uh, during that time, we just hung out with each other so much. Like it was 24 seven. You were either in classes or you were hanging out with that specific community of the guys and girls. And that left open a lot of time to talk and get to know one another and, and bond over running through the cornfields and things like that. And so... That's what you guys did for fun? Yeah. Running through the well, cornfields? Well, me and Josh Nims, that's I what we did for say, fun. I was going to say, I don't remember ever running through a cornfield. I mean, I remember the cornfield behind our house, but yeah, I do think I remember you and Josh you running through jo- the cornfield. Full speed. Full speed ahead. That's the only rule. But yeah. There's something every year. When I was in Off the Wall, it was longboarding. Yep. That was what we did for fun. I remember that. <laughs> oh. So, Sean, what is the mission of Kingdom Elements? That's the business that you guys run together. Mm-hmm. What, what's the mission? What do you guys do? What do you make? Um, well, those are, those are two different questions. Um, because, like, the mission of it is, is spreading the idea of what the Kingdom of God is supposed to look like. Um, and by that, I mean radical generosity. Um, radical sacrifice for one another and fulfilling each other's needs and so the mission of it is to sell things and to make things for people that not only they enjoy but that they'll pay for and we can use the profits with that some of the profit some of the profit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it was up to me it'd be all the profit but that's throwing you need my to but we need, you know we yeah. need a house yeah. throwing my family under the bus <laughs> um but um to help people in need because that's the kind of eyes that God has given me to see. Like I walk around and I see people's holes in their roofs and I see people at the grocery store all the time taking things off of their bill because they can't afford the total. 
and I want this business to be there to be like, no, 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 put that stuff back in your cart. We'll cover this one. You're fine. Or, hey, notice you got a hole in your roof and it's rained three times this week. I'm sure that's not great. I'll pay for your roof to be replaced and let's make sure this gets happened and you're taken care of. We're not quite there um, yet. <laughs> but we have been able to help people with some debts and things like that. Not paying them off, but like helping them with it, whether yeah. it's medical debt or school debt or things like that. That it's just that stuff's just hard to get out from under and you need some help sometimes and that's what we want to do. We want to help the people around live better lives and, and understand that they're not in this alone. Yeah. We're and you're and you're kind of uniquely gifted to see those, like yeah. see where there's a need and where it's not being met. Because a lot of us, like myself included, I definitely can just miss that stuff. Right. But like when someone feels seen and feels cared for, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah, and I think that comes from growing up poor, <laughs> growing up poor and in a home that was like an abusive home. Like it gave me the eyes to see the symptoms of people. Um, and I was a recipient of people's generosity, um, of people's kingdom generosity back in the day of being at the grocery store with my mom and being in that situation and people being like, no, 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 put the stuff back in your cart. We got you. It's fine. Um, and I'm like, that needs to just happen more because I know that that made, that made a difference in our house for like the next two weeks. Like a simple act like that changed the dynamic of our living by just someone covering three articles in our in our grocery basket that we would have been without but now we have it and it changes our lives yeah um, and it's when it's it's when you create an environment for that you're helping cultivate fertile soil for someone to hear and receive mm-hmm. like the truth of what life with Jesus is like amen because that's what the kingdom looks like right so when you're showing when you're demonstrating this is what life in the kingdom is like mm-hmm. and it made a difference. And you see, you're experiencing the difference that Christ can make. Like, when you share that with someone, that makes a difference for them in the short term, and it can make a difference for them in the long term. Exactly. Exactly. And it's that whole mentality of there's enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if this is going to hurt, there's enough to help this person. Even even if this makes it so our net profit for the month is a lot closer to just covering our costs, there's enough for this. God will give us enough next month, so let's let's fulfill this need. and that's the mentality behind it. Um, but what we do is we make anything and everything, um, <laughs> which is always hard to explain. People are like, oh, you do woodwork. And I'm like, yeah, but I also work with plastic and I work with metals sometimes. We haven't done any metals with our business really yet. But leather, um, leather, um, leather. pretty extensively. And it's just I haven't had someone come up to me and say, hey, I need this built. Can you build it? I haven't said no yet, <laughs> and that's that's really helped me um, mm-hmm. because it pushes me and stretches me, and and that's what I love doing. Um, and so we try to make as high quality of products as we can for what people are willing to pay for, um, and just do business well. Um, and so that's that's Kingdom Elements. We even do it in the little things, like we try to include in our price what t- tax, so you don't have to do that math oh, yourself. Yeah. Just taking the premise of how should this work and then going with it that way. Um, And so sometimes that means that our profit on a certain item isn't great because we miscalculated what tax would be. And we're like, oh, okay. And we just take that bullet. Like Mm -hmm. we don't put that on the customer, even though technically it's supposed to be. But we're like, 
this idea that you have to, as a consumer, do that math in your head to see a falsely represented price because that's actually mm-hmm. what it is. Um, like, that's just shouldn't be on people. Right. So we'll just we'll cover it. Especially for like a larger ticket item. Like yes. if you build a table. Yeah. You know, it's different than like you know even one of the wallets where it's a smaller mm-hmm. amount, so it's a smaller tax. But when yep. you're selling like a large scale item with a mm-hmm. lot of hours, a lot of product cost, mm-hmm. tax gets big fast. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and so we like to say, okay, so this is what it's going to cost. And this much of it is tax and this much of it is labor and like going through there so that they know ahead of time and not seeing like a plus tax thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So what's it like to do that together? Like as, cause you're both working from home mm-hmm. together on the same business and raising the same kids. Yeah. And doing all of that, like, as a family, mm-hmm. what is that like for you guys? Um, is that difficult? Extremely. <laughs> in some ways. Um, I feel like it's a mixture of difficult and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Sean's home, and, um, like, we get to see him more. Like, he's not gone for most of the day and then gets to see the kids for two hours before bed. Um, but the... And so it's nice that and sometimes he can, like, help me with the kids and stuff. The hard part is not asking him to help me too much with the kids and um, end up, like, not working because I've asked him on accident to help with the kids every five minutes. I, that's probably the hardest thing for me <laughs> is making sure he can work and not, I mean, because with three kids it feels like, you're constantly busy, like, doing things for them or helping them with stuff. Um, mm. But, yeah. And then the other hard thing is that our design process is uh, completely opposite. It's polar opposite. <laughs> and so we, because we both can do the design work. And so sometimes he'll be, one of us will be working on a design. And the other one will walk by the computer and be and. Uh, like they'll be struggling with a part of it. And I'm like, well, why are you doing it that way? Like, why don't you do this, this, and this? They're like, but like, that's not how I design things. And so we have to just kind of like leave each other in the design process usually because we get frustrated that the other one does things in a what we feel like is a silly way or yeah. not the best way. But both of us get good results with our designs. Yeah, so. so you just kind of have to respect that you have different processes yes. that both create something really good, mm-hmm. yep. but they're super different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I imagine like the process of learning that isn't oh, yeah. like we, easy or fun. We have to catch ourselves constantly. Sometimes it's helpful because it's like, why don't you use this tool? And then we're like, oh, we didn't know this tool existed. Because <laughs> um, we're so still then, learning how to use Illustrator. Right. And so then it changes how we do things a little bit. But then there's other times where it's just like, I don't care that you do it that way because that's going to mess up all my other processes. And so I do it this way. And then the other person's just like, but that way's dumb. <laughs> um, and so normally like at that moment, the other person goes, I'm hovering. I'm going to leave you alone now. And we're like, yes, thank you. And then the other, so it walks away because we have to just stop and then trust one another to do what we've trusted each other to do. And so like, for instance, Ashley does a lot of the books because if I do it, I'm going to get mad and probably make us make less money um, because I hate dealing with anything secretarial skill whatsoever. But that's like Ashley's element. And so I just trust her with it. 
I'll ask her questions and I'll ask where we are and how we're standing. But when it comes to the operations of it, I'm like, do it however you need to do it. And even if I come in and be like, why don't you do it this way? Know that in the end, you have the authority to say, Sean, no, we're doing it this way because you trust me to do this. And I go, yeah, yeah you're right. Continue on. <laughs> so a big part of working together means empowering one another to like really operate in your own strength. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And leaning on each other constantly for each other's input. Like, um, like you saw our um, shoe rack. Shoe rack that we have now that we built. One of those things with that that I just let Ashley since it's a personal project and I had was swamped with other projects. I was like, this one's all on you, design wise. Take it, run with it. And then I'll build it. And she brought me in to like look at it. And I was like, this looks great. But will my Nikes fit? And she's like, oh. Which I did measure them, but I didn't account for his hand needing to grab them. And so the shoe itself would have fit, but his hand but getting would them not back out. Have fit <laughs> not so much. Um, yeah. And so that was just a little tweak that like. The advantage is a lot of times is I'm gonna see its function. And so I'm gonna walk in and be like, that's great, but you need to change this, this, and this because otherwise functionally, this is gonna be terrible, which is gonna make you not use it. Or even like subpar. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's close, mm-hmm. that little hindrance is gonna be enough for you to not bother with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or even, cause I leave a lot of the word design stuff up to Ashley. Um, and so if it's a project that has a lot of word art and things like that, I'm like, Ashley, that's your, that's your gig. But I still come in and go, okay, you need to widen this line and this one because once we cut that out, that's going to be a weak point, which means that's going to break or it's not going to survive the assembly process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just lean on each other's strengths of what we know, what we're capable of doing, because when it boils down to it, I don't need to do everything and neither does she. Um, we just need to be able to work together to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so another thing that you guys do, other than raising three children and running a business out of your home, <laughs> yeah, uh, you both help with a local ministry called Off the Wall. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but what do you guys do with Off the Wall, and why is the ministry important to you? Mm-hmm. I know that you both said you were a part of it. Mm-hmm. But what is the motivator for you continuing to be a part of it? Well, for me, um, we were we were missionaries in Guatemala for two and a half years after we got married, and um, being getting a phone call saying we're growing at an exponential rate and we need more disciples and teachers. So if you're thinking about coming home anytime, know you have a job. Was well, kind of like a dream call for me because it was these people who poured their lives into me and by pouring their lives into me for the sake of Christ, like radically transformed my life. And so it was like, now I have the opportunity to not just work, like not just be under them again, but to work with them on the team. And so that was super exciting. So it was like a dream job for me. Um, And so coming back into that was just an option. I couldn't pass up if I'm being honest. not to mention, I love teaching about the Bible, um, and discipleship is my my heart, bringing people into what I do and how I live. Yeah, and what is discipleship? Discipleship is, 
I'll explain it this way as being a discipler and being a disciplee. So like being discipled, you're committing yourself to to someone whose life you believe reflects Jesus more than yours. And you're trusting them to teach you everything they know about living like Christ so that you can also live like Christ. And so then, it's kind of like when you are being discipled, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have a mentor yes. who's helping you to grow to be more and more like Christ every day. Yes, yes. And then they're like as a discipler, your job is to do your best at looking like Christ, even more so not just like in regular living, but because now you're intentionally teaching someone else this is how you live um, and seek Christ. Not perfectly because us individually, we're not Jesus who did it perfect, um, but the best that we can do. Um, and so that kind of shouldering of responsibility. And and then I'm just a huge Bible nerd, so I love teaching classes um, on how to read your Bible and how that should affect your life and culture. Um, and that's a lot of what I do at Off the Wall. What do you do, Ashley? <laughs> um, for the Well, since we've gotten back from Guatemala, I've been one of the volunteer disciplers for the... Um, ladies that come through off the wall and so just walk meeting with them weekly and um, walking through life with them and um, helping them work through uh, different struggles or um, yeah just ways to deepen their relationship with Christ yeah so you kind of get to be you get to share your life and your experience and your wisdom and say like I'm at least a couple years older than you I'm in a different stage of life than you. Mm -hmm. I've been through what you're going through, or maybe I haven't, Mm. but I can still love you. I can still be friends with you. I can still encourage you and, you know, give you someone to talk to who you can just even just rant and just express Mm -hmm. how you're feeling. And I'm still going to love you no matter what you say. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to encourage you and help you grow. Yeah. And so that's kind of what you do through like discipling and you do that for the for the women that come into the program right yeah yep do you feel like that has made a difference for you and for them like do you feel like that everyone kind of grows yeah definitely um I definitely feel um not equipped enough a lot of times to like help them through some of the struggles that they have um I don't I mean I'm not old but like I'm at least I'm usually like 10 years older than most of them and so I feel like a lot has changed in the past 10 years and so some of their struggles are things that I definitely never struggled with or anything like that and so sometimes it's like wow like I don't even know how to help you with this but um, just being there for them and um, either directing them to someone who is better equipped to help them or uh, in that particular struggle or just being a listening ear, um, I feel like hopefully has made an impact in their lives. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely made me grow as well. Yeah. I know for me, like some of the most impactful relationships I've had are just people who are willing to listen. Yeah. So like having someone that you can talk to and just know that you're going to be heard, know that you're not going to be, you know, mocked or made fun of or anything like that, that you can be honest about what is difficult in your life is really significant Mm -hmm. so i think that's awesome i think it's so important too and like both all of us have been through the program we've all 
been on both sides. We mm-hmm. have been, we've, we've been able to sit underneath someone and be mentored, be discipled, but then also to give back and to say, I've been poured into, I've been encouraged, I've been listened to. I can do that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys have been married way longer than we have. Oh boy. How long have you been married? Like six years, seven years? Uh, seven. Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking seven, and I'm always so nervous because I'm terrible with time. I'm so glad because I am also really, really bad with time. Boy. We have been married for four years in September, mm. but I only know that right off the top of my head because an, an hour ago somebody else asked me. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to think about it. Yep. <laughs> so yep. you guys are the marriage experts. Oh, boy. <laughs> Compared to us. Uh. Do you have any, like... Like, do you have a piece of advice or, or even advice somebody else gave you mm. that was really impactful for how you navigate marriage with each other? Um, Sean and I were kind of talking about this question before. Um, and I feel like one of the like biggest strengths in our marriage is that we don't let the little things become big things. So... If, um, if I am getting frustrated with him more than just a couple times on something, then, like, leaving his socks on the living room floor or something like that. I feel Which like, I still do constantly. Yeah, but, I mean, you try. <laughs> Thanks for giving me that credit. <laughs> um, you're not as bad as you used to be. That's true. Um, but just, like, little things like that, like, um, we bring those up and talk about them. Like, hey, like... It really bothers me that I cleaned the house today and then you just threw your socks on the floor and made it look messy. And he's like, oh, I like didn't realize that that was bothering you. And he'll then work on it. And um, I think that's probably one of the strengths is that we like talk about those little things. Because, I mean, it would be easy for me to just be like, ugh, his socks, and pick them up myself and deal with them. But then I would be more frustrated with him and um, probably build resentment. It would, yeah, it would build resentment against him. And um, then the next little thing he did would build on top of that. And I feel like that's how like big fights probably happen. Um, but we usually try to deal with things when they're small so that the fights stay small. Yeah. Or disagreements, I guess. Yeah, which is what got us through. When we were missionaries in Guatemala, we had six months of language training where we lived in a space <laughs> no bigger than this room. So, like, uh, what, probably, like, 8 by 12. Well, there were three bedroom. twin beds in the room, and there was walking that space between most, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, literally, so like, a like dorm, hallways. Like a dorm-style room. Like yeah. A, yeah. Like a small, fresh, not even a senior dorm. Like a freshman right. college dorm. Yeah, probably. Tiny. Yeah block wall mm-hmm. all that oh yeah two twin beds pushed together that was our bed that was Aww. our bed for six months <laughs> wow and it was it was that situation where like i couldn't communicate with anyone else because i didn't know spanish and so my world outside of language school quite literally was my wife and if i screwed up that relationship i was up the creek um and so that forced us to um that forced us to just work things out and focus on each other and being like, let's not assume when someone says something that they're just being a whiny complainer. Let's see it as an actual issue. Um, 
and assume the best of the other person and so and be humble and so take it and see what can change or if you need to say I don't know if this needs to change and explain why and be willing to be willing to go through the tension and the conflict mm -hmm. of working that out because um, I think a lot of people are afraid that that tension and conflict will drive them apart when for us we've taken the opposite philosophy of that tension and conflict because we have agreed to like terms of war I guess um, <laughs> that I it's gonna that. come well I think for some people they would need it phrased that way um, so that when we do have conflict it works out um, and yeah just being super intentional with that not being ever afraid when our spouse when we do when we see something that we believe our spouse is doing incorrectly um, not to be nitpicky but like something that affects everyone's lives to bring that up for the mm -hmm. sake of growth for the other person um, and we do that often mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's awesome that's great I definitely need to work on all of that <laughs> <laughs> terms of war that's I think everyone probably needs terms of war like yeah this is how we fight Right. Because, you know, when, when you know, when you have, like, a safe space in which to fight, when you're not, like, afraid that if we fight, you know, this marriage is going to end or right. this relationship is going to end or, like, when you have the safety in which to have those conversations, mm -hmm. they go a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, having the things of, like, what can't you, like, what's crossing the line when we're in conflict? Like, for Ashley, I can't walk away from her. Like, if I need to calm down, I just need to say, we need a break, but I need to stay there. Um, I can't, like, leave. Because she's going to interpret that no matter if I say beforehand, I'm not going, like, like I'm coming back. She's still going to interpret that as he's never coming back. Um, and so, which is hard for me, because if I get over, over emotional, I just need to, like, take a break. And usually that would mean, okay, I need to go in the other room for five minutes and then I can come back. But with Ashley she needs me to stay there and so then i'm like we just need to stop for a second and then i can calm down <laughs> and she could be there and know that i'm not leaving her and then we can get back into it mm -hmm. um so like knowing those things about each other um yeah and submitting to one another out of respect yep. mm -hmm. like that you love ashley so mm -hmm. even though what you want is to leave the room right because you love her to protect her, to take care of her, to show her that you love her, you choose to stay. Right. Yeah. Right. Or the opposite end of the spectrum for Ashley, like she's not allowed to just give up. And so if we're working through a topic and she just doesn't even want to work through it anymore, um, she doesn't believe it's worth it and she just wants to go like, never mind, I'm just going to do it this way. Even though I know that's her being like, well, now I'm just going to make my life more difficult so that we don't have this problem anymore. <laughs> um, but not actually resolving it in her heart. She's not allowed to do that because that's her default. Um, and so... I feel like I'm the one with all the flaws here. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, and so, like, because my flaw yeah, was, like, r running away. Like, that's a thing that I shouldn't do, especially yeah. for you. Um, and so, like, the other thing is, like, I can't yell. Because no. that will just completely shut her down. <laughs> and so our arguments can't get that escalated. And if they do, then that means that I need to calm the crap down and apologize and reconcile that before moving forward and even the thing we were arguing about, um, which I have to do often. And so it's not super often, thankfully. Um, 
but like those are like the term kind of things that we one day I think it was in an apartment we were it had a front porch swing and we sat on there and we we're like we should probably figure this out like what can't you deal with in a fight how do we never want to fight and let's set those lines and if we cross them we need to apologize for that before we can continue in said conflict resolution mm-hmm. and, and i think actually yeah. you even said something really important that it's it can be really easy because i do this thing too where i feel like well, i the problem is always me like mm-hmm. i'm always being too sensitive or i'm always the one who is upset or hurt or and so it's just like well i'm the problem mm-hmm. because i <laughs> am sensitive to this thing and it can be really easy i think for people to just say well i just need to be less sensitive but that's not always the helpful thing either nope and so being able to be honest and to be open and say listen this actually does bother me this does hurt me is difficult but important yeah and so i definitely need to get better at that instead of just like i kind of can like suck it in and just be like well i'll just uh i'll just do this and it won't be an issue and yeah. just try to like get around it. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's, yeah, I'm with you. Does. Exactly what Ashley does, and I always like that's the thing that makes me the most angry because I'm it really like, does. no, like if you want me to blow up, it's that. Like if we're in a conflict and you're like, just whatever, I'll just do this and we'll never have this fight again. And I'm like, no, no. Um, like now we're talking about this um, because it's like you brought this up for a reason, and so please like show me that it's worth it to change. Or we're going to work through this and we're going to see maybe where you need to change. But don't just give up on this because that means that you're okay with me continuing in sin or you're okay with you continuing in sin. And I'm not okay with that. And so, like, we've had plenty of, plenty of conflicts where it reached that point and I'm just like, no, no, we're not done. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm so passionate about that aspect of because to me, if we just stop at that, then that's being okay with an extreme, like, it's, the flaw itself is small, but letting that grow and continue in its trajectory can have catastrophic consequences. And so let's work it out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. But it's difficult. <laughs> it's not fun. No. But like, that's, I think that's really accessible but also really helpful, like mm-hmm. setting up, having a conversation of what is too far, yeah. what isn't, what isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, kind of switching gears, what is something fun <laughs> <laughs> that you guys have been really um, enjoying? Like, do you, I don't know mm. if you guys watch Netflix or anything, but like what's like a, a show or a book or a podcast or some resource that you have really been enjoying mm. lately? We we have fun with this because it's, I was actually joking earlier this year, and it's not a joke, that I'm like, I don't think I have fun anymore. <laughs> and it was because I was trying to rearrange my life and started, like, thinking about starting a business and committing myself to three big life decisions at once um, that I'm trying to make them all coexist, which you can't do. Um, and so I had someone stop and be like, hey, Sean, so, like, what do you do for fun? And I had nothing. I was like, oh, I don't. I get that. <laughs> Fun is not my forte. Yeah. And so, I mean, we have times of relaxation in the evenings. Like, we watch, um, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, 
Brooklyn Nine Nine and some shows just to mostly just to laugh because we're like we deal with such serious problems all the time that we're like we just need something to just make us laugh today. Um, yeah, if we need to laugh, it's usually either Brooklyn Nine Nine or New Girl. New Girl, yeah. Is Brooklyn Nine Nine on Hulu? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We yeah. are looking at maybe getting Hulu. Oh yeah. And that is a show that I I think I would find funny too. Oh, yeah. I yeah I didn't. It was one of those shows that we watched. It took a few episodes before we liked it. it took like two. Yeah, because it's a police show, but it's supposed to be about the humor, not the police. It's almost side absolutely of it. not about being a police officer. And that like really threw me through a loop mm-hmm. because like we like other crime shows and so Mm -hmm. it was just really different and so that took me a little bit but Mm. it's one of like i think it's hilarious yeah we have other things that we enjoy separately but for the benefit of each other so like conversations and things like that and so like i listen to audiobooks and podcasts um actually attempts to read which Mm -hmm. is difficult at this stage of life with three children usually i get about half a page read and then someone needs something yeah or like someone will show up at our house and, which is fine like we love that but usually either one of the kids sean or someone else will <laughs> you can come in sophie do you want to come say hi oh that's a beautiful dress yep it's an elsa one it's an elsa one you're right <laughs> these are microphones that they're recording. Do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, our kids are probably the most fun that we have. Um, like, and the most fun that we have space for, if I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we really, really enjoy our family time uh, when we can go on nature walks together, catch, well, I catch frogs and animals and things, and then teach things to the girls about it and stuff like that and yeah we we call it going on an adventure (laughs) and um and that's really what we we do for fun is is that kind of activities with each other spending time with one another that's awesome well thank you guys for coming and talking with us and thank you lucy and sophie for coming and talking to us too (laughs) it was nice to have you so much fun catching up with the Patricks and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. If you want to learn more about Kingdom Elements and see some of the projects they've worked on, check them out on social media or visit their website at kingdomelements.com. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be encouraging Eli to get me a subscription to their wooden earrings for Christmas. They're super cute and they're super light and I just love them. Anyways, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Have a great day. 